1: Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo.
0: Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE.
1: That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With
0: Sean and Andrew. A
1: podcast all about couples and the the things things they they go go through. through. (laughs) Um, Thanks for coming back. If you haven't yet, please press the subscribe button.
0: Yes, whatever platform you're listening on or watching on, subscribe and rate the show, please. This is a continuation of our miscarriage journey. Two weeks ago, we posted all the events that went down mm-hmm. and today we're gonna to be talking about kind of how we digested that and how it affected our relationship today
1: I also wanted to give a quick update so if you're noticing or kind of shifting around our, our schedule a little bit yeah. we are going to be alternating interviews with other couples and then just podcast with us so two yeah. weeks ago was the first one it was last week that we had an interview But, I mean, it'll continue that way, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: some of you really love the interviews. (laughs) Some of you really love just Sean and I, so we're kind of interchanging it, and we're excited. Um, But the feedback that we got from this first episode of the miscarriage story was really fantastic. We got hundreds of emails from some of you who have experienced that um, or have recently gone through this with a friend. And um, we love hearing your feedback. We love responding to those and uh, including you in our prayer. So please continue to do that. We are here. The whole reason we're sharing this is so that we can um, help you through it maybe. So.
1: Yes. so to give you a little recap of where we left off. Two weeks ago, we released the the first part of the miscarriage story, which was kind of just telling you guys that back in 2017, the fall of, um, we... We're surprised to find out that we were pregnant. Um, it was the greatest news with the most overwhelming, terrifying, scary news because we weren't planning on being parents yet. We, we want to be parents, but that was just um, on the plan, quote-unquote plan, that we had for ourselves. It was early. Yeah. Um, we had about a week. I personally had a week to digest the news. I flew home to see Andrew. I told him, and then it was the next morning – I started bleeding a ton. I had excruciating pain. I was white in the face, sweating, vomiting. Something was wrong. We went to the doctor only then to find out that I was miscarrying. And I think one of the hardest things I had to learn and digest at that moment was when we went to the doctor. Um, he was the greatest, most, he was everything I needed in a doctor at that moment. He said, I need you to look at me and I need you to digest this and understand it and listen when I say it, but it's nothing that you did. You didn't, you know, eat the wrong thing. You weren't around the wrong people. It wasn't because you inhaled secondhand smoke. It wasn't like none of this. It's not your fault. It happens. And one out of every three or four pregnancies, it's very, very common. And I remember one, just feeling like I could bow my eyes out for a year listening to him say that, but I fought it back.
0: Out Out of gratitude?
1: out of gratitude, but out of, it's almost like he, he knew exactly what I was feeling that Mm -hmm. he even had to say it. Um, but I felt so much guilt. And this is something I, I tried to articulate in the last, um, in the first part, which was, I think one of the hardest things a woman goes through when they miscarry is this feeling, this innate feeling of we're, we're, you know, we're women and we're supposed to carry children, you know, I'm not saying that's everyone's purpose in life, but it's like our bodies are made to to carry children. Yep. And when I got pregnant, I felt like it was my role as your wife, as the mother of this unborn child, to take care of him, or it, or who he, she, whatever. We didn't. We never found out. Um. And when I miscarried, I felt like I had failed at being a mom. And I felt I felt like I failed you. And. I felt like it was the poor decisions I made in my diet or the diet pills I took or the anorexia I struggled with or, you know, all of these mistakes and things that I went through prior, I felt like caused this, Mm. that it might be karma or that it might, whatever. I just was going down a dark path and to have him look me in the eyes and say, it's not your fault, felt like the weight was taken off, but yet it it made me think about it more.
0: It was crazy that I really hadn't put that much thought into is when you just said we'd never find out the gender.
1: Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant, and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about it is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4x. After you place your order, select podcast. In the drop down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one.
0: That's. I mean, we went through our whole yeah. fr- our whole pregnancy with Drew not finding out the gender, and then it just hit me that we didn't find out the gender for that baby, and it it, it humanized the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, for, as a husband, I'm a little more removed from the actual like pregnancy process than you are. But the purpose of today's episode is to talk about how the grieving process went for us, and um, the unique thing about miscarriages especially when they happen early on is it's not like it's not like having a baby where you get maternity leave Mm -hmm. or you know time to deal with the emotions and this change in life
1: there's no postpartum period it's like you jump back into life
0: right and i don't know if you remember but it was two days after you had the miscarriage that we you had to t- speak at like this huge uh, mm-hmm. golf event down it in was Mississippi a
1: women's empowerment event, which was even harder.
0: Right. And they're like, there, you're, you're supposed to get up on stage and like, you know, prevent this or, or s- give this inspiring speech. Mm-hmm. And you know, not everybody's giving speeches, but a lot of people have to just go show up to work the next day mm-hmm. or that week. And that's so hard. Cause it's such an emotional thing as you've shared. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but then you just have to show up and act like everything's normal. And really, I don't know if you felt hesitation to share that you had a miscarriage. It's not like something that you want to go around the office saying like, Oh, like you seem a little down today. What's wrong? Oh, I just had a miscarriage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Oh no, absolutely. And I think that's why a lot of women are afraid to share is because one, there's nothing you can do. You know, it's not like I can tell you what is going on and you fix it. Like right. there's nothing to fix it. And there's really nothing to say. And when a woman goes through that, when I went through that, I felt, you know, more pain and sadder than I ever had in my entire life. But yet when I met all these women, I didn't want to be like, oh, I had a miscarriage. And just I didn't want to have to relive that pain with every single I'm sorry that someone would give me, even though that's what I needed, even though that's how you heal, is like having people hug you and hold you and tell you they're there for you. I didn't want that because I didn't want to feel the reality of what had happened. I didn't want to humanize the situation um, and make it seem bigger than what I was trying to like shove down and compartmentalize. So going back to work, yeah, was hard. I remember Andrew and I were, you know, we got off the plane and got into the hotel and I I started bawling again. It was just this roller coaster of emotions of one minute I'd be so happy and we'd be, you know, our normal couple. And then the next minute you'd look over and I'd have tears in my eyes. And one was because of emotion and hormones. And two was just because of, I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to grieve. I didn't know if grieving I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions for a woman who goes through a miscarriage is I almost, and this might sound bad, but like I almost didn't know if I was allowed to grieve since it was so early on. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Like if, if, if your sadness was justified or.
1: Yeah. Or if someone would be like, Oh, it doesn't even count. You know, I, which is terrible. Like now thinking back the second I got pregnant, I felt a shift in my body and I felt like a mom, but I didn't, I almost felt like if I told people how far along I was, they would almost laugh at me and be like, well, why are you grieving? And it was just, it was all these confusion, confusing emotions that I was trying to sift through. And I didn't, I didn't know how to.
0: Yeah. I do remember as the supporting cast during that time. um, And if you've recently experienced this, I would love to hear how, how uh, you went through this, if you were like the spouse. Um, but it was super difficult for me. Sorry, not to, no, not yeah. to, not to like uh, beg for empathy, no. but I, because I was more removed from it yeah. and you were so shook by it, it was like this, we were on different levels emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember just like intentionally trying to give you space that Mm -hmm. you needed. Cause you, I mean, it was a very volatile time for your emotions and there were a lot of things that you were feeling like that self doubt or that insecurity or like you did something wrong. But then another on the flip side of the things was it's that, first pregnancy sparks in you a desire to have a kid right away and like you you were ready to try again Mm -hmm. immediately whereas I didn't know how to navigate it but I figured maybe a little bit of time would help digest you know
1: well and that's where it gets so confusing and that's where we had such a hard time which is where I think every couple has a hard time try to follow me at this okay okay I have a weird confusion of emotions and thoughts to share. So just like you were trying to say, it's really hard for the spouse to know how to help, how to support because you don't go through it. Like the physical aspect, Right. you don't have that like innate feeling that switches immediately. Cause you feel like your body's pregnant. So in one sense, I was sitting there watching you be more removed rightfully so from the situation and seem a little more normal and a little happier. And, and at certain times I would love it because it made me feel more mm. normal and happier. And then at certain times it made me mad at you because I was like, why aren't you sadder? Right. Why aren't you more affected? But flip that. Had you been sadder, had you been more affected, I would have probably felt more guilt I would have liked it at times, but then been mad at you at times, which is, I think just how it goes. And I was going through the same thing because I would go through these moments of feeling super affected. And I'd be like, this is how I'm supposed to feel. And then I'd be like, no, you need to snap out of it. And this is, you know, a blessing that you could even get pregnant and you should be happy and like not happy for the loss, but just happy about creation basically. And then, if you reverse that, it's a confusion as well. And then after we miscarried, I wanted to, yes, to try again and get pregnant as soon as possible because I didn't want to ever remember not being pregnant. Does that make sense?
0: No. What a, no. Since my, my
1: mind had already switched oh. and since I had already had the thought of like, we're going to have a baby, I didn't like feeling vacant if that makes sense. I didn't like feeling the loss and I wanted to fill that void as soon as possible. I was ready. I was ready to nurture and yeah. help grow a human. And I didn't want to feel that vacancy in my body for another second because it was painful.
0: Was there any part of you that wanted to try it again so quickly to see if you could have a pregnancy or you could carry out a pregnancy?
1: Yes and no. I mean, again, that's another confusion with miscarriage and just the emotions is I didn't want to feel the vacancy. I didn't want to feel that pain of the loss, so I wanted to be pregnant again. But yet, I didn't want to go through that again yeah. at all. So I was scared to try. And I remember you and I really struggled. A lot. Really struggled for six months to a year after the miscarriage because it made everything in our relationship complicated. It made intimacy complicated because we, I, you know, you wanted to take a break from trying. So you were encouraging birth control. And I took that offensively because I was like, how could you not want a child? And uh, so I was being stubborn and not going back on birth control. And then I would get mad if you didn't want to be intimate and it made everything complicated. Yeah.
0: I mean, even with our conversations, there was kind of this gray cloud of like, because Sean wanted a kid so bad and wanted to try again. Uh, that was all she wanted to talk Mm -hmm. about. And from my side where I, I wanted to take a little break, it was, uh, like, I didn't really want to have those conversations mm-hmm. or it put me in an awkward position because, like, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, you know, I saw a kid or mm-hmm. I saw a little baby today and it made me so excited. And then I would, like, feel bad because ultimately I was going to dampen that mm-hmm. excitement. You know what I'm saying? It was such a, compl- a complicated time emotionally. And I remember the the reason that I wanted to take a break mm-hmm. from trying to have another kid was... And I've heard that this is not an uncommon feeling, but as soon as as soon as you told me the information, we've we shared that it was like it wasn't pure excitement, right? No. It was this fear. Absolutely. Of inadequacy, of oh my gosh, this changes everything, of you know, there's just this a this isn't lot the of, right
1: time. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I mean, how it, am it, I going to be a parent? I can't even get my stuff together in life. I mean
0: And also I think a lot of a lot of the uh, perception that we intake from society is like negative, like oh, <laughs> you know, you're gonna have a kid, so your adventure part of your life is done, mm-hmm. and it's it is a lot of negativity, which we should revisit that because I disagree with a lot of that. Um, no doubt that it does change things, mm-hmm. but for the better. Um, but I, I had all this doubt that I was ready to have a kid, and I, I was. I, like, couldn't get that out of my Mm -hmm. mind. And so it it was this tension between you and I coming from different perspectives on this huge topic of... I mean, kids is a... Probably behind finances. One of the biggest...
1: Probably uh, in front. Okay. Just because of... Yeah. It's the biggest conversation. It's the biggest...
0: Yeah, but point of contention. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So... I'm I'm curious though how would you say you grieved was there something that someone told you was it conversations with your mom we talked mm-hmm. about how you sharing your story was a big part of your you know healing process but
1: I, I think a huge part of it was reading people's stories and I did a lot of research. I, for me, a lot of my grief comes with understanding or not being able to understand. So a lot of my healing comes with understanding. Uh, so I talked to my doctors a ton and I worked with perf- like really, really high up nutritionists just to see, just to figure out where my body was, what I, what it was lacking. If there was anything that I needed to work on or quote unquote fix before we tried again. And I think time, um, kind of, like I said earlier, that vacancy and that pain associated with the vacancy of not having a baby in my body that I really wanted to get rid of by just getting pregnant, um, was definitely the wrong reason to get pregnant a second time. So I think being able to put it on pause and not get pregnant for so much long like so much later really helped me heal from the first baby so that I could get pregnant and celebrate a second baby the way that baby should be celebrated. Does that make sense? Yeah. But going back to that point of contention. Man. I mean, like you said, it was it was rough between us because we weren't on the same page and I don't know if you remember this but one of our biggest arguments we were in Santa Monica California mm. walking on the like coastline um boardwalk. trail do you remember this boardwalk? yeah uh,
0: no I'm, I'm about to I feel like
1: and it was late at night after a dinner and we are I'm crying and were really frustrated with each other because I'm just like, why do you not want a child? Like, is this a long-term thing? Do you know when you can be ready? We are, I mean, it was really, a really, really emotional conversation because I felt hurt. And it, it wasn't, there was no reason behind it, but I felt hurt almost like you wouldn't want my child because of what we went through. I don't, I don't, it didn't even make sense. Like even looking back nothing about it is rational. It's just a reaction from pain, but we were going at it and we could not get on the same page. And I remember we sat down on a bench and we're going at it and I'm ah. really emotional. You're really emotional. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy, I think, I remember. I think snap. he was a homeless guy. Just living on this boardwalk. And he's probably 25 yards away from us, sitting under this tree. And he kind of gets up and he starts walking past us. And I don't remember the exact words he said, but he said, Nothing matters that much. Just love each other, guys. And like walked right by us. I remember that. And you and I literally looked at each other. And in an instant, just Mm -hmm. snapped out of it. And we were like, you know what? I love you. That's all that matters. And that's all that can get you through that moment in that phase.
0: Wow. I vividly remember that now. (laughs) It's interesting because that, in a lot of ways, like, again, whether to have kids or not, how many kids to have, Mm -hmm. what the timing is of that. And then when you have a kid... How do you raise them? What's the you know the style? There's so many different things to figure out, but that story <laughs> I think is like a good reminder of whether you have a kid right now or you're trying to have a kid, mm-hmm. the marriage and and your and I's relationship should be the core. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's not. The, don't let the tension or the disagreements undermine that.
1: And even though it's hard, I mean, we struggled with that conversation for two years of when should we start trying again? And sacrifices were made like I, I didn't win that argument, nor should I have. Does that make sense? Yeah. You have to be on the same page with your spouse. And yes, you can sacrifice a little bit and compromise, but going into having a child or adopting a child or just going into the whole parenting situation. If you two aren't like, if you're not united, you can't be good parents. Yeah. And I think it was really, really hard for us to go through those two years, but slowly we became more us and not, you know, him and her. And as soon as we, got on the same page and started having fun again as a couple and started just living life, then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, let's do this thing.
0: I do think that that is something that really helped us out is we did compromise. Mm -hmm. And then once we both were comfortable with that, we, we got on the same page and we were like all in on that. And even though I had... Sacrificed what I wanted during mm-hmm. that period, as did you. We were in it together at that mm-hmm. point, as opposed to harboring like resentment of, uh you know, I want six more months to travel or w- mm-hmm. without a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were both bought into that program. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you wish you would have known when you're going through the mm-hmm. miscarriage?
1: I don't know. I would say I, I wish I would have known the research behind it, how common it was that it doesn't mean you can't get pregnant again, that it's not the end of the road that like, I wish I would have known all of it, but I don't think it would have changed anything. I think the amount of grief and pain a woman goes through can't be, it can't be brushed off. It is. And there's this little part of our video, our vlog that we made of this moment. And I didn't, say it well enough but there is this feeling that you get as a woman and i can't i can't explain it but i knew when i was pregnant it's just like that's wild it was just in an instant my body was no longer mine and Mm. i just knew it's just this feeling i don't know and i knew when i wasn't pregnant anymore I remember walking into that office and it just, it, that it wasn't there.
0: I actually, I, I remember that too. You, like you immediately, before you got in the car, you were like, I think I lost it. Yeah. And I was like, well, hold on. Let's not call mm-hmm. the, let's not call the shot too early, you know? But,
1: and, but in saying that, I say that because yes, I, I wish I would have known all the information in the world about miscarriages but nothing can take away that feeling and nothing can take away that that immediate loss you feel as a mom.
0: Was there something did you feel hope a and if you did what what was the source of that hope through that experience for you?
1: I yes, I felt hope through you just through love. Um, I knew when I felt that shift in my body and in my mind and in my heart, I was terrified of being a mom. I being an athlete, I, I was innately selfish. I mean,
0: you didn't want to gain 30 pounds or whatever.
1: Didn't want to gain 30 pounds. Didn't want to quote unquote, give up my life. Like society t- tells you, which we should talk about. Um, I, I didn't want to be on someone else's schedule, but as soon as I felt that shift of like, In my heart and soul of what it felt like to be a mom, that's all I wanted. And that gave me hope. It felt like a true purpose that Mm. I had. And I think reading people's stories and hearing over and over and over and over and over again, all of these stories of loss, but then hope because people would have these rainbow and miracle babies afterwards.
0: i would never heard the term rainbow baby until we went through it. Um, A rainbow baby for, if you don't know, is a child that follows a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you, so you're, is it fair to say that like you, if you knew all the stats and all like the, the comforting information that like, Hey, it's not a lot of time. It's most of the time, not something that you did Mm -hmm. wrong that caused this. That would have given you hope, but you're saying you still, you still would have gone through the emotional turmoil. Is it, you know what I'm 100%. saying 100% it just would have helped you through that
1: i think it would have i think it would have helped me through it a little bit more just because within my grieving process i i sought out all that information to understand truly what had happened more but i don't think it would have shortened the grieving process because i feel like i lost a little part of my heart and yeah. i think i will forever Not have that part of my heart, but yet it, it just healed and it took time.
0: Yeah. Um, the next question I have here is, uh, how did the miscarriage change our relationship? Mm -hmm. I think that it was, you know, the discussion of when are we going to try again? Really was the first like core Mm -hmm. disagreement that you and I had for the most part. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that not, we definitely did it wrong. I think there was a lot of probably unfair emotions that like anger or like frustration or whatever that were exchanged. But I think that it, it, it helped us communicate through that Mm -hmm. and realize that, Hey, even though this is a big issue, the most important thing is that we stay together and work through this. And I think that changed, I think that changed my perspective of mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know what? This is, this is a big topic, but I know that I can trust her to listen to what I'm saying. um, And to,
1: mm-hmm. to
0: respect that. And I hope vice versa.
1: Absolutely. Know? I think it was the most separated I've ever felt from you, which I think that, that made it hard for us because since we weren't unified in opinions and thoughts and emotions, it's almost like we were we were acting as individuals and not as a couple, which made it very hard.
0: But the the good thing is, the silver lining to that is that we were honest with each oh, other. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like much rather go through that pe- period of loneliness than mm-hmm. faking like we're, you know, on well, the same page.
1: And I think unfortunately and fortunately a lot of couples have to go through something very very painful to get on that level of um relationship I don't I don't know how to say that but you hear all of these stories of couples going through traumatic events that bring them even closer together and I think it was the first thing we had gone through that hurt that bad That brought us that brought us closer together. We could communicate better. We could be more vulnerable together. We could talk about deeper things and deeper emotions and deeper pain than we ever had.
0: And I think that the important caveat to that, because I I do believe that pain Mm -hmm. does have that effect, is that I'm just going to reiterate this, that we were honest Mm -hmm. through that because again if you're just if you're not honest then there's no there's nothing productive that Mm -hmm. comes I I don't find out anything new about you you don't find out anything new about me my definition of love is your willingness to sacrifice and when you're both honest Mm -hmm. there's going to be some sacrifice and thus I think the love grows so Mm -hmm. that was kind of a tangent but I, I do think it's
1: no absolutely
0: did it take you a while to physically recover
1: at all from the miscarriage not really I I think the only thing truly physical that I felt like needed healed was my heart which sounds cliche but I was violently ill for 2 days yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean couldn't get up off the floor
0: you were you were pale white yeah.
1: I mean straight white in the face and in the in my body. I remember my skin hurt. You had booked me a in-house pedicure. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. The day after? And I remember her like truly just massaging my legs and it hurting. It hurt my core. Like it hurt so bad. My skin hurt. My bones hurt. My toenails hurt. I had headaches. I was... Vomiting. I w- I mean, I was very, very sick for two days, and then, and then felt normal, which I hated.
0: Yeah. Um. I remember when you got pre or pretty much as soon as a miscarriage happened, you went on this whole physical regimen to prep yeah. your body, and like you were, like you said, you were going to see the doctors and nutritionists, mm-hmm. and like you did change the first one you stumbled the first pregnancy you stumbled into the second you were like
1: i changed um, everything yeah you um, even started
0: you even started drinking water which never <laughs> yes. happens
1: uh going back to those guilt feelings during the miscarriage i i was afraid that it was my lifestyle former eating disorders just anything that could have caused it and I knew before I started trying again, which took me a while. I mean, it was six months to a year before we ever even pushed it to the side and said, you know, we're gonna wait. We are like, not argued, but we weren't on the same page for that long. It was around six months to a year. I was finally like, you know what? I'm on the same page. We're gonna put pause. And I went on a mission and I was like, before I ever start trying again. Yeah. I want my body as clean as possible. And I went, you know, and saw nutritionists. I saw acupuncturists. I saw doctors and got, you know, MRIs and ultrasounds of my uterus. And you
0: changed your physical, your like workout routine.
1: Changed my workout routine. I was working out super extreme and then I went super like just consistent and healthy and yeah. didn't overdo anything. And I started taking vitamins and prenatals and would drink water and I wouldn't take medication and I wouldn't take Adderall and I would like all of these things. I got off birth control, but then was very smart about <laughs> being intimate to make sure just I just did everything. I regulated everything to make sure my body was healthy so that if a baby ever came along, Her- I knew it was my body that could take care of them.
0: And when we decided that we were ready to have a kid, like you were, you had laid the foundation, I guess. Mm-hmm as best you could. I do want to put a caveat or sorry, clarify the, the honest open and honest yeah. thing when you're going through a hard time. I think as long as you're honest with the understanding that the other person comes first and your, your love and care mm-hmm. for the other person, that should be the, the qualifier Absolutely. before like, cause I, you can be honest and it can be brutal. Yeah. But well, if, if my first priority is you and like my love for you, then that changes my perspective. You know what I'm
1: saying? Absolutely. Going back to the story of the bench. I remember it was more honest than we had ever been. And I was very honest because you kept, we both just kept saying, why, why do you feel this? Why do you like, why do you, why are you not ready? Why are you ready? And we kept being vague. And all of a sudden we flipped a switch, both of us. And I was like, I feel like you don't trust me to be a mother. I feel like you do not want children because of, And it just, it got deep. It got deep into like very vulnerable guilt thoughts that you have in your subconscious that are irrational but need to be shared in order for that other person to be like, I I now understand why you feel this way and I'm going to prove to you and kind of hit those crazy thoughts down so that you have the security you need.
0: Yeah, the intention being let's have this draw us closer yeah love. So, but it's it's hard yeah um all right what advice would you give yourself or someone else um experiencing miscarriage
1: man i would say it will be the hardest thing you'll ever go through i mean i i do believe i don't want to say it's the hardest thing you'll ever go through because there are so many traumatic things that can happen i hope it's i hope no one ever has to go through it it is a very very hard thing to go through. It's a very painful thing, emotionally painful, physically painful. But if I could tell myself anything and tell anyone going through it, it would be to lean into someone you love. Whether if you have a spouse, lean into them, family, friends, but ask for help and do not do not harbor or hold in anything because it just makes it worse.
0: Yeah. I would, and I would say that know that there is hope. I said this last episode, know that there is hope, no matter what that looks like, there is another chapter Mm -hmm. that's going to happen. And it, that next chapter can be better. Mm -hmm. If you work through, you know, the difficulties, whether you have another kid or you're able to get pregnant again, Mm -hmm. or if you decide not to try again, I think that the next phase mm-hmm. is going to be better off. So just know that, um, well that's all I had.
1: That's all I had.
0: Yeah. We should, uh, in in the next episode, talk about it did change our expectation for the next pregnancy. I, yeah. d- I do feel like there was hes- hesitation to fully dive into the excitement of Absolutely. the child because there was always this realization that, um, uh, we might have another miscarriage (laughs)
1: and dealing with then society and everything society tells you when it comes to kids, which like you alluded to earlier, a lot of it, we very strongly disagree with. So I think we should talk about as well.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we hope you found this episode helpful, uh, valuable, and, um, we appreciate all the feedback that you give us. Uh, If you haven't, I'll remind you to subscribe and rate the show. Send us an email at couplethingspod, that's P-O-D at gmail.com. If you have any prayer requests or stories to share, we love going through those. Um, And that's the whole point of why we do what we do, Mm -hmm. so that we can get to know you, connect with you. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening. And this is the East Fam.
1: Out. We'll see you next time.
0: Bye, guys.